Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE Monday Night Raw episode 1402, which was broadcast on April 6, 2020. It's the Raw after Mania, where the crowd is boos who they usually cheer and cheers who they usually booze or rotates in the other direction because the only fan in the building is on the ceiling um but i really i really like this episode i saw a lot of people saying that they thought this episode was boring and nothing happened all that this is the first raw in a month basically where we've had like all brand new content the entire night we didn't have a replay of any classic matches. We barely had a replay of the match the previous night. We had some highlights of matches uh, for, from WrestleMania, but they were the usual like still image slideshow type things, which I thought did a real, real, real disservice to the to the Boneyard match. the The Boneyard like truncated, annotated. Uh, or abridged that's not that's what wait a minute abridged version with still images and like slow motion shots and stuff like that like into the stills i thought it was really bad so that was the 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 one thing i did not like at all about this episode was that version of the boneyard match if that was the only version of the boneyard match i had seen i would not seek to see another version of it i'd be like okay i get what happens that's it was kind of lame in still images it's not great as it was filmed fantastic that kind of thing only really works for like a sports performance which is what a regular wrestling match is does not work for a cinematic performance it's like if the trailer for avengers endgame was still images of all the fights in the in the movie and like a few frames of slow motion going each of those still images with some sound it would be so stupid that would be the worst trailer and as such this is the worst trailer to get you to watch the boneyard match i think so ignore that this version of it exists watch watch wrestlemania for the actual version of the the boneyard okay that's the only thing i'm going to be really that, that yeah that's the only thing i'm going to be negative about because i'm really excited about all this other stuff um so i did there is uh it's important to know if you're listening to this you probably know what already happened on this episode but it is important to know that uh earlier in the day a new netflix series uh came out called the big show show starring paul white as the big show um and it's about him having retired from wrestling and he has two daughters with his current wife and then his uh oldest daughter who he had with his previous wife, it comes to live with him and the rest of his family uh, in Tampa, Florida. And so it's all based around that. And there's a couple of episodes that are based on like the room situation, sharing rooms with the, the new sister. I mean, they're not brand new sister, but they're not, they're living together permanently for the first time and all that. Um, so it's kind of fun. There's lots and lots of wrestling, of course, lots of wrestling referenced. Um, but the, uh, yeah, there's some stuff that I will talk about more specifically um, when I get to the end of this episode of Raw. So, yeah, um, moving on, uh, we opened up this episode with Asuka versus Liv Morgan. I thought this match was great. 
Um, probably the best Liv Morgan match that I've ever seen, at least that I could remember. Um, there's a really cool Hurricane Rana to the outside that Liv Morgan did, and she di- did it by like kind of uh, rolling, like cart, not cartwheeling. Um, but she like went through the ropes to the outside and got her legs onto Asuka and did uh, a Rana to the outside. Uh, she had this great springboard code breaker or whatever she calls that her version version of that move. Uh, but ultimately I think nobody was surprised when Asuka won via the Asuka lock, but man, Liv Morgan looked awesome in this match uh skill wise and looked awesome otherwise as she always does anyway she had the same gear as she had the previous night on wrestlemania uh which is her coolest gear that i've ever seen her in also um i mean she 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 looks real cool in her right riot squad gear as well um but it's a bit of a we haven't seen any of the rest of the the, the riot squad yeah I, I i want that triple threat it's going to be so great when they get a triple threat um, but anyway, uh, then we had Shayna Baszler. She's defeated by Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Um, and she says, agony of my defeat or agony of defeat. Or she's, it's like poetry kind of, but not the same kind of poetry as Firefly Funhouse, like I had said. But, um, then she says, uh, what is it? I don't remember the second half of that saying. Somehow I don't remember the second half of the saying, but she says, and the agony of my defeat for you or something like that. It was like, Oh, now Becky's going to have to pay for having one that now Shane is just really, really mad. Um, so I could be pretty interesting. Um, that, that twist at the end that made me like this before that. I was like, Oh, well, she's just repeating herself. But the third time around, she changed it up. And I like that. Um, then we had a rematch for the Raw Tag Team titles. Um, I was not expecting the Street Profits to lose the championships. I thought they were going to win, but I did end a disqualification. So Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Zelina Vega was out there with them. And uh, right away, I thought, oh, I hope Bianca is out here with the Street Profits. She did not come out there with them. But after that disqualification, they went to try to, to attack the Street Profits again. Vega went to kick Montez Ford in the face and all that. Same thing as the, the previous night. But then Bianca Belair, same thing. She comes out, neutralizes the threats, and then we get uh, then she challenges Zelina Vega. She's like, get in this ring before I have to come out here and get go out there and get you. So uh, we get a singles match. They, this, this episode had the most women's matches i i'm pretty sure in like months and absolutely the most yeah it did yeah it is i don't think we've ever had more than three technically at four here because uh bianca versus Zelina vega bianca belair versus Zelina vega ended in disqualification as well but uh then they made it hey let's make this as let's make this a, a three-on-three match so we had a three-on-three mixed uh, tag match. Uh, fourth match of the night. Like, this whole episode is filled with matches. And, like, a lot of people on Reddit were saying, oh, it looks like it was a bunch of squash matches. No, if you actually watch it, like, none of these matches were squash matches at all. Um, all of them got more time than than some WrestleMania matches. There wasn't a single... Okay, out of the last three nights, the shortest match was at WrestleMania. The shortest two matches were at WrestleMania, I'm pretty sure. 
all of these matches on Raw were at least like 10 minutes each, if not much, much longer. But anyway, this match was pretty much an hour, it seemed like, uh, with ha- the different iterations of it. So they ended up with three on three, and Bianca Belair gets the win of yeah, the KOD, I think is the name of that move. I'm not sure. I'm not. Uh, I'm not good with names until I see them like a million times and actually write them down a million times. So I might just be doing myself a disservice by having written down the wrong name of that move. Um, but speaking of Zelina Vega, then we had Alistair Black versus Apollo Cruz in a uh, just a singles match. Um, there's one point when Alistair Black go- goes and sits, and then Apollo Crews is like, oh, nope, I'm getting out of here. He just leaves the ring immediately, and we go to commercial break. I thought that was that was really funny, but also really smart on Apollo Crews' part. Um, he knows what he's getting into. This was a way more competitive match than Alistair Black versus Bobby Lashley was the previous night. It was, I think it was across like three segments. It was great. Apollo Cruz is so good, and Alistair Black, of course, is awesome. And these two uh, fighting each other, oh, it was great. Um, so uh, Alistair Black, of course, did win via the Black Mass. But man, you gotta check check out this match. Check out this whole episode. It was lots of great stuff. Uh, then we had Cedric and Ricochet, or Cedric Ricochet, uh, versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Um, another fantastic match. All these guys could just freaking go 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 it's awesome and uh cedric and ricochet got the win after like this whole big sequence to finish i thought it was maybe going to be the oh, oh, i don't know if they i don't think they've done this yet but the lumbar check directly into the uh the the oh, what is it the 640 centon like that combination would be ridiculous, but it, I can see that being really hard. To, like the person would have to land like perfectly off of the lumbar check to not just be destroyed by the senton, but that would be so, so cool. Instead it was, um, what was it? I don't even remember what the, co- it was still a co- cool combination. Um, but yeah, they get the win there. Uh, we had Seth come out. I thought he looked kind of slow and sad. He was slow. Came out very slowly. I thought he looked sad, but then uh, I was realizing uh, Anna's commentary saying, "Oh, he's actually like furious." So um, that I think both of those he could be sad and and angry about his loss to Kevin Owens. But he he fights. This one was a squash match. So I'm not saying there wasn't any squash matches, but. This one and this man one might have been shorter than all the other ones uh, the rest of the weekend. But he fought uh, Denzel DeJournay, I think is his name, from NXT. And, of course, he won the match. But I think I think more so Seth has got to be sad that the rest of his, his congregation is not, is not there with him. He doesn't have Murphy. He doesn't have Akam and Razar. Uh, somebody in my um, WhatsApp chat said, oh, I really hope that Seth recruits Austin Theory. And I'm, I'm all board. I'm on board for that. I want him to recruit as many people as possible. I mean, just three people following your church, that's, that's definitely a cult. That's like something that you should be worried about. But if he has like 10 followers that it's a little bit better, but also something to be concerned. It's always something to be concerned about. Um, and then up next we had, uh, the return of Nia Jax, uh, 
who I thought would maybe return uh, for to challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. But she's over here on Raw. That makes sense. And she fought uh, Deanna Prazo from NXT and won via Rampage, which is that kind of like, uh, it's not a backpack, but it's, um, oh, what do you even call that? I don't know, but she, it's, it, it, it's different. It, you see it, you know it when you see it. Um, but I'm pretty excited for Nia Jax to come back, to be back. Um, it's great that she's, uh, back, uh, back cleared, like recovered from her injuries and all that. So, um, I, I'm pretty excited for it. And that was also the, technically the fourth women's match of the night, which is really cool. Um, uh, then we had Alberto Carrillo, who, uh, we have not seen in a while, uh, because like, even though we've had the, that feud going on. Uh, with him on the side of Ray Ray Mysterio, uh, going against Andrade and uh, Angel Garza, that all got kind of, got really sidetracked by everything that's going on. But we saw Humberto Correa versus Brendan Fink. He hit uh, a standing moonsault first, and then a moonsault off of the top uh, of the the post, the ring post, um, on Brandon Fink to get the win there. Uh, so it was great to see Correa back in action. Um, that reminds me, I want to mention real quick, uh, they had a bunch of stuff announced on The Bump this morning. I'm recording this on Wednesday, April 8th. I got a little bit behind on stuff. My sleep was all messed up, and I was gonna, like doing some other stuff and everything. So I didn't get around to recording this episode until right now. But um, I'm glad that I did because some some uh, I might have mentioned some stuff that ended up not being true. There were rumors about Rhea Ripley being back in Australia for reasons. And that apparently is not true. So I'm not going to talk about that. Um, even though I just did, I mentioned it and I said more words about the not true thing than the thing that is true, that she's, she's still here in the United States. But um, the other thing is that there's a great interview with Drew McIntyre on the bump and um, they, he had a message from Seamus, which was really great. And then he also had a, a surprise appearance, a live appearance while well, via video chat um by heath slater so it's really cool to see him uh talking to drew as well so uh, go check those out or go check that episode out but also later on the episode i didn't see the actual part of this episode but i saw that it was announced on there uh william regal said that there's going to be a, a a tournament to determine an interim cruiserweight champion because uh, the current champion Jordan Devlin is in the United Kingdom and he, he can't come to the United States right now, um, to defend the championship. Um, so that'll be really cool. Uh, no details have come out as of, uh, a few hours ago when I last read about it. Um, but I assume it's, it's probably going to be, if it's a tournament, if it's only four people, that's kind of a lame tournament. So I'm hoping that it's eight people total in there and i'm rooting for either tyler breeze or leo rush to uh win and be the interim champion um but otherwise uh i'd be happy with really anybody getting it because they're all everybody in the cruiserweight division is just so great um but anyway uh back on track to what happened on raw we had uh charlotte interview with charlotte that happened right after their match she said that Rhea was all right, and now something I don't remember what else she said. That's all I, I wrote. That she said that Rhea was all right. I think she was more than all right. She was awesome. 
Um, in other interviews, I saw some quotes from her and that she said that when, that it was just natural chemistry between them, like that they it was like uh, effortless having a match with Rhea, like working together. And you could really see that in the match. And like I said in my episode about this match, uh, about WrestleMania night two, I was upset that Charlotte won, but having watched the match again, um, after knowing the result of it, I appreciate it more and more. It's a really, really good match. And I kind of, and think about even more, I take it back that the SmackDown women's title match is my favorite women's match of the, of the weekends. Charlotte versus Rhea was just awesome. Um, so I say that is, I'd say that was the best women's match of the weekend and in the top three matches total, probably top four, top five for sure. Is it the top 40 matches of, <laughs> there weren't that many matches. There was, um, there was like 18 matches, but anyway, uh, Drew McIntyre comes out. He has an interview in the ring, and he, he explains this is from the night before. He says they had to go get the 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 plates, his side plates, uh, put on there so I could make sure that it's real and just like put the finishing touches on this 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 win. And he's interviewed by uh, by uh, uh, Sarah Schreiber there in the ring, and then as he's uh, he's talking about this and that, the Big Show arrives star of the big show show and uh he he's he's like oh no i'm not here to challenge you but i am here to challenge you <laughs> basically and he's, he starts being really mean he slaps drew mcintyre he's like you want to be a champion prove you're a champion if you, you know you're just a hypocrite if you don't fight me or whatever and uh so we get a match just 20 minutes after because it was filmed right after wrestlemania we're seeing it tonight uh, of the big show versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE championship, just mere minutes after he had defended against uh, Brock Lesnar. And this match was a better match than Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. It featured more than three moves. So that right there shows that that was, that was a lot better. Um, I, and I also appreciated that, that aspect of it because it, if you only saw Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar, you'd think, oh, Drew McIntyre only has one move. And Brock Lesnar only has two moves, which is true for that match. They each only did those that many moves. But getting to see him go all out against the big show was really cool, even though it made like no sense. And I was really worried. I think everybody was really worried. Is like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> What match was I saying that about before? It was the oh yeah when <laughs> it was Lacey versus Bailey at the end of the the, the Fatal Five Way, but um, it's like oh no, twenty minutes after winning, he's gonna lose it to the Big Show, just so that he could promote the Big Show show and be the champion over there. So, but luckily Drew McIntyre did win and he is still a champion, <laughs> but. I did. I I watched the Big Show show after I watched Raw. I wish I had watched it before. And now, spoilers for the Big Show show. More than what I had said already. There's eight episodes. 
the last two episodes, um, in episode seven, he is doing like some type of local event where it's like, oh, beat the big show. There's a wrestling ring. He has like random people like challenge him and he defeats him. It's for like charity or something. I don't know. Um, but after he like defeats a couple of people, he's like all amped up and he's like, I'm going back to the WWE. And then his family is standing there at ringside. They're horrified. And then they're like, what? He's like, oh, right. I need a microphone. And he gets a microphone. I'm going back to the WWE. I'm back, baby, or whatever. And that's the whole thing for the last two episodes, like them dealing with like, hey, we don't want you to go because you're your daughter is lives with us now she was in minnesota and now she can't she moved here so that she could be with you and that that's like the main thing and then also there's a thing with a dog and with their the, the real estate company and all kinds of stuff most of the season is about his wife i don't remember her name i remember uh the 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 youngest girl is named jj i do remember that um but also his wife calls him show she does not call him her uh, his real name which is weird, but um, the whole season is her trying to sell a house that is presumably haunted, like the entire season. I and at, now that I think of it, I'm not sure if she actually. No, I think she does sell the house because then she uses that as advertises. Like, if I can sell a haunted house, I can sell your house that has bad pipes or whatever. <laughs> but um, anyway, so the last episode, they. He, he has decided to go off to to go on tour for a farewell tour and get, do a big retirement match. So he's going to be gone away from home for a solid month. And the whole family, this is the, the end of the episode. The whole family, is, except for Big Show, because he's off being on the on smackdown they sit sitting around the couch sitting around the tv watching smackdown ready to see him make his return and all that and then as the announcer was like and now making his return he says the big show he pops out from the closet i don't know if it's a closet it seems like it's a closet but i think geographically it's like the office or something it seems like it's a closet from what's going on with the house layout but uh he pops out of there and they're all excited he says i'm never gonna wrestle again in a bit huge face turn and he has a big wrestling match with all three of his daughters and then the the dog that they now have was dressed up as a referee and it's so cute and they all end up laying there in the the living room wrestling ring made with with a a perimeter of, of of couch cushions and all that Anyway, it's a really nice ending. I liked it. And then I also really liked the idea that he made that decision to not wrestle ever again, to be uh, there for his family, and then immediately decided he was going to go challenge Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship because he because he switches so often. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, that's what happened is that he he told his family nope i'm never wrestling again we're all happy then he leaves like at midnight to sneak off and go challenge drew mcintyre for the championship um so anyway that's (laughs) that's it for uh raw and the big show show i did i did really like the big show show i i just mostly just had it on while i was doing other stuff which I think is the best way to watch that show. 
um, animated shows like it, like The Ranch or Full Full Fuller House, or you know all the the Netflix sitcoms. But um, yeah, I liked it. There's uh, we had an episode that had some wrestlers in there. We had a uh, uh, Mick Foley and um, who else was? Which other ones? It was Mick Foley. Uh, I think it was Devon Dudley. And, um, oh, who else? Rikishi? Was Rikishi the third friend there? They went on a cruise because they had to, they, it was it was a WWE cruise, which that doesn't exist right now. The only wrestling cruise that there has been is the Jericho rest, Wrestling Rager at Sea or whatever. So they're kind of copying Jericho there. But anyway, um, yeah, there's some wrestling stuff. We have Jaleel White, classic 90s sitcom superstar and now he's at the big show's personal trainer which is really fun he's like has him in a headlock at one point and the big show like doesn't even notice he's just like looking at his phone waiting for a response from his daughter because they they had a fight he's really upset about it and he doesn't even notice that he's in a, a, a sleeper hold it's really great so anyway let me clarify the show isn't great that joke in particular jokes are really great and the implied continuity between the big show show and monday night raw and wrestlemania is pretty funny so anyway uh yeah that's it uh so let me know what you thought about raw and the big show show by tweeting me at tiw podcast go to tiwpodcast.com for more reviews if you enjoyed oh i have to met i have to mention why this episode is called this when she calls out Zelina Vega, Bianca says, I go here now, announcing, confirming that she's now on Raw, not NXT. And that is awesome. Um, so anyway, uh, let me know what you thought about everything by tweeting me at TIW Podcast. Go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the, on the site, please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe, healthy, and happy out there in all the infinite multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.